I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Hey there, hey there. I'm excited. Um, I have Deborah Shotsky here, and she is a powerhouse woman who has built her business, her independent financial business, which is female only, by the way, to $265 million, on track for three hundred. million. That is a huge, huge, um, let's just say accomplishment. And she has so much to offer and so much to talk about. And this is great for you if you want to get to that point where you go independent and you got lots of money under management and you could uh, make an even bigger impact on the world. So tell us a little bit how you got there. I know you mentioned to me before we recorded that you had something in, um, called financial services in a box. It came from the accounting world. Give me a little bit of that so it can kind of get us into that. And then how, and then we'll, we'll get more get deeper into how you created this um, really successful business in the financial space. Thank you, Robin. I'm really excited to be a part of your podcast and I love what you're doing. Um, It is really a treat to have you also focusing on bringing women up um, and just having them lead the world as we should. Yeah. Um, Just saying, you know, Uh, just saying lead the world, take over the universe, the metaverse. (laughs) That's awesome. Why not? I mean, you know, listen, men have done it for how many centuries? I mean, let us try it for a while. And and if they're not happy with the results, we can convert it. But I think they'll love the results, just my opinion. But, you know, it's really (laughs) incredible to grow up in the financial services business as a woman. You know, um, I... I only know the financial services business. I'm thrilled to say that I've had an incredible career in being, um, you know, I took my CFP, you know, in the 80s. I, nice. There were hardly any CFPs in the 80s, but I went to school for accounting and I loved financial planning. And I thought having a CFP designation was critical more than the CPA for me. Mm. Um, and you know, I always love the idea of being able to help people um, create and fulfill their dreams. And that's really what our model has been built on. Um, and I had the luxury of creating financial services in the box um, as a result of being in a course called the Strategic Coach, which is a wonderful entrepreneurial program if anybody's looking for help. Is that Dan Sullivan? Is that Dan Sullivan? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm one of Dan's creative destructors Mm -hmm. because what I saw, what was missing in the financial services division was an opportunity for accounting firms to run their divisions from the financial services side, not from the accounting side. Mm -hmm. So I created a model based on my process that's registered called security income planning. Mm -hmm. And security income planning was really created from speaking to so many women and men about what their biggest fear was. And I found no matter how wealthy somebody was or not, um, that their income was what they were mostly concerned about. So when we started doing our security income planning, the first thing we would do would be to find out what their goals and dreams were, be really clear 
that we wanted to know what their dreams were to really build their plan based on their dreams, not just, you know, my goal is to, you know, get through today. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, my goal is, is to be able to retire, have a house here, um, not worry about my kids, know that their education is really funded and that if my parents need help, can I afford to help them? Whatever their dreams are right. that really their families, I want to travel around the world and not worry about anything. And what was interesting was you can quantify those things when you know what they are. And from a financial planning perspective and an accounting perspective, if you actually create quantity of what it costs to do that and actually fill in how much you need in order to accomplish that, but include all the different parts of what you'll have, you can come up with numbers that people could actually see if it's possible or not. Mm. And I find that the more that we are clear about what our dreams are and what the realities are of what we can and can't do, we actually have a voice to say, I'm going to do what it takes or I can do this and that. But it's much easier if you're really clear about your cash flow, what you really want to accomplish and how you're going to get there early on. So I always say to everybody, the earlier you can do your planning and well, it was great. So in the accounting firm, I actually took the tax returns and I converted them into easy, understandable financial planning opportunities so that the accounts could see their um, opportunities with their clients and then better help them so that they can actually do a plan around that, help their clients achieve their goals as well and help um, the financial services divisions grow. So I did that for years and then went independent in 2020-10 and just focused on security income plan. We have a family office in addition to doing uh, the security income plans, which are a paid for planning service. And it all starts with cash flow mm-hmm. with, around their dreams. And then so let, we, me, we, let, me pause you, let me pause you on that for a second, because um, I want to focus on like some of this, like a lot of the stuff that they're doing as far as helping their clients, like they're living a lot of that. And I know you have a ton of value to help them with that, but I'm, because I'm like, this is about the growing side. Like I'm super curious of how the heck you get to that 265 million. That's nothing to sneeze about on track for 300 million and assets under management. And that's like, to me, that's like, talk about cash flow. Like that's living the dream. Like you wake up on January 1st, knowing that you have a recurring revenue model business. And this is like, like, I'm jealous of this. One of the reasons that I, I, I didn't want to leave the financial industry and I never had anything close to 200 million, but I had assets under management and it was very comforting to me to have that income. Just like you said, everybody in the world wants and that security, knowing that every quarter I'm going to get a certain amount of money, as long as I do my job and take care of my clients, which was, that was the easy part. But then, you know, like I, I, that was a huge thing for me to let go of because I loved knowing that I'm going to get paid every single quarter. And as long as I'm providing the value, I don't feel bad about it. So how did you get to that point? And a lot of it, I think is some of the things that you did that were outside the box. You obviously invested in yourself as a coach. You didn't say that you said it, but you didn't emphasize it, but I'm going to emphasize it because I know, you know, when I'm working with clients, they're, they're investing in themselves or in my programs, they get better results. It's kind of a done deal when you do that, whatever program it is, but um, give me some of the things that really worked for you that got you to that level to have a really sustainable business. And not only that, but to be someone, you know, a woman in the industry that has women only staff 
in a, as a minority in accounting and in financial planning, like to be able to break that barrier and to be able to get to that point? I know that's a lot of questions, but I know you'll find it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem, Robin. I, so let's start with coaching. Um, the reason I'm as good as I am is because I always hire professionals to help me. I have been doing that since I was a kid. I just love having professionals guide me, make me think, challenge me, and give me everything that they can. So number one, the best gift you give yourself, literally, is to learn by the best, to stay informed, and to constantly be growing. Because it's like you say in your podcast, if you're not growing, you're dying. I mean, it really, you're either growing or you're not. And I find that the number one way to have a business, the number one way to have a great life is to look how you can grow and how, what you can do. You know, if I look at this year going forward and I look at this year, what could I do differently that would make the difference or the impact that I really want? And, what, and then what is it that I want? But unless you're looking at your future and saying in five years, I want to have a billion dollars, which I do, what am I going to do to do that? What do I have to do today? Who's the team members I need in order to do that? And, you know, like you mentioned, the strategic coach was a really good place for me to grow. I've done Tony Robbins classes. I've done, I, I am landmark. I've done a lot of different work because unless you're doing work and really seeing how you can grow as an individual, you're always going to be stuck in the circle. And I don't want to be stuck in a circle. I want to be growing. Um, so that's number one. You really have to hire the best. You have to have talent like you and so many other coaches. And best of all, once you do that, then you have to create a plan that's realistic. And, and the only, when I say realistic, let me just be clear about this. I wanted an all woman firm. When I left the accounting, I knew I wanted to really break the mold. I wanted to have an all-woman firm and I wanted to create different levels of renewable income so that it wasn't a quarterly income. It was a regular income. And I wanted to create income streams that were value creations. You know, unless we're creating value creations really in our worlds, and I mean our business, family, life world, then what happens is, is that it's a commodity and I don't want to be a commodity. I want everyone that works with us to feel like they're the most important person. And when you have a process that's really good, you can do that. So it really starts, like I said, with creating a process that is reproducible, count onable, and people around you can understand it. Your team can understand it. So it's more of an automatic system. But from the client perspective, it's all about them and it's service. So good. So good. So I want to go back a step because I think um, I think a lot of the women listening and even maybe some token men in here, um, they know, I think they, they focus a lot on that value. I, meaning that there's the reason they got in the industry is because they want to help people. They want to make sure they do right by, by their clients. And that is something that is definitely a reason why I want more women in the industry, because I think naturally we're better nurturers. Naturally, we want to serve. We're in the industry to serve, not to make a lot of money. Now, how do we get to serve at the highest level and bring the most value? We make a shit ton of money. <laughs> you know, I'm a big believer in like, 
Yeah. The more you make, the more you help, which is why you want to have a billion dollars, which I want to talk about in a minute, but it's like, that's just an indicator of the value we provide to the world. But I do think like what it sounds like coming from you is that there's a lot more, um, strategy around it. There's a more packaging, there's more process, there's more like there's, cause it's one thing to say, like, I want to bring value, but then there's another thing to have processes behind it. SOPs, all the things that make the, as George Bryant would say, and I love George Bryant, you guys can check out the mind of George. I'm a big fan. Um, it's a podcast, but um, what he says, he talks about the customer journey and he's right. always thinking about what are they thinking? What do they need for each step? And my guess is that you've done a lot to make that happen. And then backing up even further, it's like you're thinking about the business as a business. When you first said value creations, I actually thought you meant like the valuation of the business, um, which you didn't. But also, I think something interesting, but you didn't say like just quarterly, I want income streams. I want, you know, like you're looking for sustainability, predictability, reliability, all those things. And then the biggest thing that I think is really, like you said, is the biggest indicator of success is the fact that fact that you're willing to get help and you're willing to grow. And not only willing, but so willing that you'll do things that most people in this world would never do. And that's what is the distinguishing factor between the truly successful and fulfilled and the people who try to be and try to be and try to be is this willingness. So as I always say, stretch outside your comfort zone to take risk, to do things that are expanding you because the only way you can possibly expand your value, your business, the, the, the life or the quality of life is to expand who you are. So I, I know you didn't say all those things, but I can just tell because every time you like, I don't have to talk to you long. I didn't even need to know that you had, you know, 265 million or that you want to get to a billion to know you're successful. Because when you talk to someone success, like that successful, there's this immediate, obvious congruence with it. It's like, it's clear you're not faking it. And I've talked to plenty of people who I know they're faking it because it's a different energy. In the last podcast, I was talking about energy and how like, you know, how we we definitely exude a certain energy in the people who are trying to be positive. It's a very different energy than the people who are positive. They embody it. You can feel the love like exuding from their skin versus the people who are like, I'm trying to be positive. And you know, like deep down, they're like, a little, you feel a little judgment almost at the same time. Right. So I think that's huge. And just like something I like to reiterate, but um, I just want to make sure that's heard because it ain't no easy path. And I said that on purpose intentionally to be silly, but ain't no easy path to get to a billion dollars or even a hundred million under management. And and it's not an ordinary person who wants, who even dreams of those kind of numbers. It's because of the type of person that you are and what you've done to become that. So I want to acknowledge you for that and also make sure that, that the listeners really hear what it really takes to have true success and fulfillment. So any comments about that? I know that was a lot, but I just wanted to share my thoughts because that was some good stuff you just went over. <laughs> Thank you. It, it really is. It is a lot, but it's not. It's really right on. Because if you want to have a great business, if you want to go to work every day and really know you're making an impact and the impact includes making money. I mean, you know, this has been a big thing for women are the worst at it. And I'm, and, and this is something that I constantly working with women on is how to really know how to set up a process so that you're making the money that you need to make. And, and, and how, you know, is it's not, what you think it should be. It's what your client, your best clients will tell you. I mean, that's what I love about 
our clients. Because if you're providing value, our security income plan has four phases in it. And the four phases that we can make money in all the phases. And we benefit people by all the phases. So the first phase is our building phase. The com- our company is called BPP Wealth for a reason. It's building, protecting, preserving wealth for generations. That's our tagline. And everything we do is about building, protecting, preserving wealth for generations. What that does is in the building phase, we actually look at their plan. And we will only work with people that pay us to do their plan. So again, that's a profit center. So we get planning fees. We don't give away our planning. We charge for our planning. People love our planning. They want our planning because they get to actually tell us what their dreams are. We get to actually show them the numbers as to how they can get there or not, or if they need to do something different, what ideas we can all come up with to really help them to fulfill those dreams. So that's the first part is your building. In the building, we get their cash flow. We find out everything about it. And you have to have a reproducible, consistent structure in place. All of us do. Um, And that's when you have the power where you feel confident every day to know that you're going to follow your format and do that. So in the building stage, it's all about the dreams and goals. It's all about their cash flow. And then we review what investments they have everywhere and how that lines up with their goals and their dreams and their cash flow. Are the investments really doing what they want? Is there overlap? Do they understand it? Let's start there. So we do a deep dive of what they have based on their goals and objectives, provide them with a really meaningful comparison, and then we get to review what our recommendations are. And many times we will invest their money. We don't always invest money. We have a lot of high net worth clients where we only invest a piece of it. But the second phase is actually having the opportunity to take over investment under management and also create investment machines so that they're consistently investing in whether it's their retirement accounts or personal accounts or 529 or whatever is appropriate for that family. So that's the first part. So you have two lines of income on that first part. Hmm. You've got the planning fee, which is an annual fee. We do the plan up front. The fees are from $5,000 to $25,000. And our renewing fees, which people, all our clients pay us, is is half of what your annual fee was. So if it was $5,000, it's $2,500 because we're not doing the work that we did right. first year, but yet we're still planning and going over the whole plan and making sure it's up to date and that we have all the bank accounts and everything's linked in live in our let me, system. Let me pause on that for a second um, because I think, I mean, there's definitely different listeners here. Some aren't allowed to charge. Some are allowed to charge, but don't, which is baffling to me as it will be for you. And then some who are charging and Typically, as far as when they come to me, they're not charging enough. Um, and so let's just say for here, here's my view. If you are not allowed to charge, great. You can be grateful where you are, but you don't have to stay there to, uh, forever. I always say you do have legs. You can walk, right? And I've done, um, it, a couple times. <laughs> I've done it as well. But it, it's like, okay, you can, it's fine. But, and then the people who are, are 
are not, excuse me, are, are allowed to charge, but are not, I guess just give us a quick, um, just psychology of that, because I know, and I think we'd probably agree on the same thing. Like when people pay to pay attention and they're, like you said, they're not balking at that, they're valuing it. So how do you get someone, like, what's the mindset behind that of like, why charging? And what have you seen that when you started charging and when you charge, there's actually, they, there's a higher perceived value and there's more buy-in and all those things, because again, I'm, I'm seeding it, but, um, just to let them know. And then, even touch upon like the raising your fees, like really valuing yourself with all that. Yeah, it's really cool. And it was hard for me. I just want to be clear about it. I really had a hard time charging fees. It was not a natural um, way of operating for me. Working, you know, running the accounting firm divisions helped me to charge fees. But before that, um, being an independent financial services investment and insurance person, I was nervous about charging mm-hmm. fees. I'm now and have been for years, um, decades, I'm really confident about charging fees and I'm confident about the difference. So what the charging fee does is it allows you as a business owner, which is what we are, to actually identify your best audience. Who do you really want to serve? And the one thing that I really value is people that value our service. Because we give a lot of service. We are really known for our service. And I can only do that. You know, I have eight women working on my team. Mm -hmm. And all of them are attorneys, accountants, financial planners. You know, everybody is really decorated. And I really feel, even before that, but having them, I... We provide a value of service that is really incredible. And it's not about us. I want to be clear about that. It really goes back to the client about them having their dreams fulfilled, honestly, making sure everything's in place, and best of all, knowing that they have teams of professionals to call as, as they need help, because guess what? They're going to need help. Yeah. And I think getting behind the fees and understanding that that's a key point for them too, because they want to call you and they don't want to feel bad about it. And they don't want to have this relationship. They want to know that if they're paying you $5,000 to do their plan, because you're spending 10 hours on that and you're charging $500 an hour, that they want to know that you're not really nickel and diming them for the calls that they're making. You're not like a lawyer and sending them out the bills where you're actually- Right, 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 right on their time. We let them know that the point of the fee is to know that we're in line, we're getting paid to do our work, number one, and more importantly, that our work is going to produce the result they want. And the result they want is to be able to call us on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, to help them. Awesome. So that makes the difference. Cool. Well, tell me um, just briefly on the other phases, because this is really phenomenal. So one is the building phase. And what I like is that you're pairing this with, this is, you're, you're showing us, hey, value to the client also equals money in my pocket. We're going to do something of value. We're going to get paid for it. And not, we're not going to feel bad about it. <laughs> we're going to feel good about it, right? So one way in building phase, getting paid on fees. The other way is investing their money, getting paid on assets. Got it. Exactly. Okay. And that's just phase one. I just want to be right. clear about that. Yeah, phase one. What's phase two? two? Now we're in protection phase. So, so what is protection? it? Protection. protection. Yeah. So build, protect. So now we're in the protection phase and the protection phase is all about their guarantees and their insurances and anything that they feel is important to them around protection. 
So in the protection phase, we actually look at all their insurances. We look at their guaranteed income because annuities are a great form of protection as far as guaranteed income for retirement. Yeah. We look at any there. We have relationships with property and casualty experts. They'll look at that. We look at anything to do with protection, their mortgages, any other long-term care issues or concerns. So anything that you can think of what's happening with their parents, how are they doing that around protection? Because you can build something, but unless you protect it well, it's going to crumble. Yeah. Love it. And I'm seeing it all over the place, especially for women in you know my age where I have my father who's right now in the hospital, you know, and needing palliative care, you know, and I have a 17 year old that's going to need, uh, that's going to go to college. He's going into his senior year. So there's many of us that are sandwiched generations right. that are needing to understand the protection in a much broader base. So we bring that. So we go over what are their insurance needs? How did they come up with that? Do they have guaranteed incomes for the retirement just in case the markets go down when they go to retire? Maybe annuities are an option as a piece of their investment strategy. You know, what are they doing as far as their protection on their homeowners? Do they have too much, too little? Do they have long-term care? All of those protection things are instrumental in saving their growth in their building phase. And we get paid by providing them with options. We have an insurance outlet. We have all different um, ways of providing them with the service where we also can get paid. And the client knows it and they love it because we're coordinating the care for them and making sure that what they're building is protected. Awesome. Great. Okay. Then third phase. And I love it too. It's part of the, so this is really important too, is that you have a system. It has a name. The system with the name has a result attached to it, building, protecting, preserving your wealth for generations, right? To come, right? So like that's, it's so rare. And I would say in the whole scheme of financial advisors that they really name a system and not only name a system, have, you know, some ownership of it, like create your own IP. You, you think like, oh, well, I'm selling insurance. I'm doing asset center management, you know, managing money. Like, what do I, what, what's, you know, what do I have? Like, it's, yeah, let's just pull it out of you. There's a system. I'm teaching this uh, Speak to Accelerate Success program. And one of the things I help them do in that is to figure out their content for their talk. And their first go-to, like, we're already at the level where we don't use pre-approved materials. So we can like get rid of that. But even deeper than that, when you first ask them what they think they're going to teach, they kind of go with basic stuff that kind of everybody knows and you can get on Google. And so it's telling them like, we're looking for the space between. It's like the Dave Matthews song, like space between, but it's like, there's something you're doing that is very like, that's a little bit different. Like in one of, one of my clients, um, she likes to talk about unreasonable goals and she uses it as unreasonable. Like, I want you to think of the unreasonable dreams, unreasonable goals, goals of things you think are not possible, not what is possible because she believes that thinking bigger is the only way to get bigger. And she's like the type of person that likes to spend money. She doesn't want to save everything. She wants to fly first class and everything. So it's like, she's bringing that desire for her and giving that to someone else as like, as basically permission for them to think really big and not even as like an optional thing, but as an integral part of being able to reach your financial goals is to actually think beyond what you think is possible. Right. And so that's like this space between where it's like, okay, you can develop your own 
intellectual property, your own IP around that, like that you have a system and now that makes you unique. And then people like lean on the system. Like I have something called the revenue accelerator system. And I'm always talking about like, Hey, just follow the system. Like, is it, you know, step one, two, three, where are we at? Where's the problem? Where's the chokehold? Where's the bottleneck? Like, well, we know how to solve it. You go back to the system. So it's not an ego thing. It's not like, Oh, just listen to me. It's like, I'm just telling you, this is what works. BPP baby. Like put it into action. And so no, I, I would imagine the types of objections that you get when it comes to insurance are minimal to nothing because it's like annuities where some people are like, oh my gosh, people hate annuities or people don't want you know to pay the fees when it comes to, or they don't want to use life insurance as a saving vehicle or whatever. It's like, well, that's, yes, there's that stuff out there, but it's only creating as a, created as an objection because you give them permission to object because you don't have a system that includes it. That's like where you're talking about, like, it's just fact, baby. You want wealth, like, and you got all this building and you don't protect it. It's crumbling. Like you didn't say like, it's falling down. You said it's crumbling. And this is the conviction that you have after decades of doing this and seeing people crumble their financial futures because they didn't protect or because they didn't preserve or because they didn't build it. So like, this is just phenomenal. I just want them to to see all these, like, there's so many intricacies here that you're using. Um, that has gotten you to the success. So very cool. Give us, so there, you said four, but it's building, protecting, preserving. So tell me 34. Well, the fourth is actually the generations. So oh, okay, okay. building, protecting, preserving is our loop where we actually make everyone give us their documents. And I will tell you, lawyers, mm. and I'm sorry to say this are the worst, they don't sign their own documents. Mm-hmm. Yet, Um, And I love lawyers. We use them all the time. They help us complete all of our planning and help us on the preserving for generations. But as um, salespeople, they're not. And as professional follow-through people, that's not their expertise. What's wonderful when you actually have attorneys working on your team and accountants and, and any kind of other professional, which we use all the time, is that when you actually break down the preserving and look at the plan and then look at the documents and draw pictures, because we love drawing pictures in all phases and showing everyone, here's your dreams, here's where you are, here's what you need to do. Here's where your protection is failing, here's what you need to do. Here's where your preserving is failing because you don't have, your healthcare proxy mm-hmm. has this, is that what you want it? You know, um, I just dealt with it with my dad. My dad's in the hospital. I had to send over the healthcare proxy to the doctor who called me. Unfortunately, he's not doing well. And it's my sister and me that are in charge of my dad. And it really is hard. You know, it's really tough to have to make these last of life decisions. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more meaningful when you have the power to do it. And, and to have the conversation with the, the, with the doctor, to have the right documents. And it really makes me feel good that I was able to email her over the document immediately, say, here's what he wants. This is, we, we have it complete. So documents for us are a really important part of the process because we want to make sure their wills are good. We want to make sure they don't have their ex-spouses on as beneficiaries. We want to make sure that all the kids are cared for in the documents as each kid needs to be. It's not this blanket approach. It's an individual approach. It's a family approach. So the preserving for us is really 
one of the most important things that we do and one of the value added. We don't charge extra for the preserving part. That's part of our security income planning fee. But the loop around the individuals and making sure that when things hit the fan, that they're ready for it because things are going to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. There is, I promise you one thing that you make plans and God laughs, the trajectory and how fast you turn around to really get back on your path is based on your system. And that's what's going to keep you moving forward if you have a fabulous system. And if you know as an individual and as a family that you've got a structure that's going to support it. And that's where the preserving is essential. Um, And we have online vaults for our clients. So wherever they travel, I had a client who was going on an international cruise with an adopted girl and um, they left the adoption papers at home. They said, wait a second, can we show you it on our online vault? They said, yes. And they were able to cruise. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people who had their passport stolen in Spain and they went to and they were on their way to the airport. Why they had their passport in their back pocket is a different story. But anyway, they went to the airport. They were able to show a picture of their passport mm-hmm. and the passport number and able to come back to the U.S. Yeah. There's a meaningful system when you're what you need to protect your life or preserve your life um, is done. So that is the third part of our system. And then what's happened now is the generational planning. And that's been one of the most impactful portions because we're now tying that with core values. Mm. And we're really finding out what the grandparents' core values are that they want their grandchildren, because it's easier to do that with your grandchildren than it is with your kids. (laughs) What would they want their grandchildren to know about them? Mm. What are those important things that they want to pass on for generations. What's their story? How did they make money or not make money? How did they become the person that they are? How did they create the values? Where did they come from and what their story is? Beautiful. That's awesome. That's great. And then do you charge extra for that? Or is that part of your... And we will charge extra mm-hmm. for doing the generational planning. That's a, a whole different yeah, I level. Bet. That's cool. Um, this is amazing. I know we only have a couple more minutes, but I just want to, I want to highlight something you said in case it was missed, because I think this was a really good, one of these writer downers. Um, you said that you said when, when you have a plan, God laughs, (laughs) which I think is funny, but I also think it's so awesome because you're in financial planning. It doesn't mean you don't have a plan. It doesn't mean you don't promote planning. It doesn't mean that you don't even charge for it. It's just that it's never going to happen that way, but you still plan and then you course correct and then you course correct. But then what I really liked, and I'm looking at my notes that I jotted down, is that the trajectory to get back on the path is based on your system. So I love that. Like that's again, like leaning on a process, leaning on a system to get back on the path. And that's not just for, I mean, you're giving this to your clients, which is beautiful. They have a system, they have like something and they can decide. It sounds like obviously if there's an extra charge generational planning, they can decide not to do every single part of the system. And then it's like your job to help them understand what they could be missing out on if they don't, but the trajectory to get back on the path is based on the system. So um, leaning back into like, you know, wealthy people have systems, wealthy, especially 
wealthy business owners, new systems, you said value creations, which again is going back to you always thinking of the client first, but not just leaning on the fact that you care, leaning on the fact that there's a process to it. There's a, there's a system to it. There's a strategy to it. There's something that works, you know, it's, it's, it's a re- repeatable, duplicatable. Um, it's something that can be, uh, that can be, I guess, uh, I guess done again and again and again, because it's been proven. Right. So that's phenomenal. So I just want to last thing, because I'm really curious about this. And, and this is really interesting with what you said too. You said your goal, goal vision, I think whatever it was, you said a billion dollars in five years, obviously, I don't know your net worth right now, but like, that sounds like a really, really humongous goal and, and vision. And you also said earlier, you know, about having realistic goals. So that sounds like a big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG goal to me. And so give me a little piece of that, like why you want to get to billion dollars, what that means to you and like how to hold that vision when it's like most people in the world will never think that big. Well, first of all, it's easier to get to a billion when you have 265 million to start. Right. You know, truthfully, getting from a thousand to a hundred million is harder. It really mm-hmm. is because usually when you're going from a thousand to a hundred million, you have to create a process. You have to really start to create your business in a way that you are doing more service and marketing, and and I tie that because you you have to service and you have to market. If you don't do those two things, again, you're not bringing in new clients, you will not be able to continue your business. You have to be marketing, you have to be letting people know how they can live their best lives. And that's what we do, I think, as planners. Um, so that's So it's easier to go from 265 million to a billion than it was to go from a thousand right. to a hundred when you have a process. So for me, it doesn't sound like a big audacious goal. It would be if it was just me. Yeah. You know, I also and now I see you're talking about AUM. I didn't know if you meant like your net worth, like to a billion, but like AUM. So it's also like, okay, how many times have you doubled your business? Not to mention the market's down, which gives you a lot of upside, right? And really you just got to double it a few times. I mean, not even three, right? So that that is definitely doable. Plus, there, not to mention there's acquisition opportunities, bringing in new advisors who already have AUM. Like there's so many different ways that you can do that, especially when you have such value like you do for your firm, where a lot of advisors, even maybe listening to this might be like, oh, I'd love to see if I can work. I don't know if you're looking for that, but I work with Deborah because, like she has these values that I also agree with and want. So I would agree with you, like sounds very, very doable. And I know you'll do it. That's cool. It is. And also in our book, in my book, uh, Chaos to Joy, which are real life stories of women that had really horrible situations, didn't know how to solve them. And in this book, it's a dialogue between me and them on their real problem and what we did as a team, them and us, to really create their life to work um, because it really was chaos to joy. In the back of the book, I actually give away my entire process and my online, not my online, my my onboarding sheet for anybody in the industry to have. Because the onboarding is really one of the most valuable items I can give to any advisor because it's in a good onboard that you can really serve people at a whole different level. And that's why it's a rip off. You know, you can just rip it out of the book and you have that um, as a value creation. Um, but awesome. yes, I where, love- where can they find What's the best place to find that book? Chaos to joy on Amazon. 
Amazon. Chaos to Joy by Deborah Shotsky. Um, okay, cool. That yeah. sounds amazing. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I've never done this before. But um, the first three people to send me a private message that says, send me the book, I will... I will put it on my dime and send a book specifically to, you know what, let's make it five. Let's make it five. First five people. So you can, you can DM me. Uh, you can send an email to uh, just do support at robincrane.com and say, send me chaos to joy uh, because I want to support Deborah. And I also think like, Oh, that's, that's a golden nugget, like to get that. So if you can have that in your um, arsenal here and see like how she's turning lives around with helping, I'm sure high net worth clients as well that feel like they're experiencing all this chaos and have that onboarding process. And my guess is you'll be a lot more successful. So I will buy the book for you. Just message me or email me. Tell me you want the book and the first five who do that will get the book on my dime. So um, tell them your, your uh, website where to find you and then we will sign off. It's www.bppwealth.com. That's B for build, P for protect, P for, for preserve, wealth.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.